he's doing I need a layers on me As I interview legends for thee now Grab your friends, your dog, and your fish It's time to rip a new episode for the kids So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show What's up, John? Welcome back to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> we just did a, a self-tape for you, a brand new audition. Yes, that actually wasn't an audition. That was a clip. Um, That's right. Like fuck, a, fuck me sideways. Sending it in to uh, be in Kurt Markham's Ragdoll Assassin, who's an old college friend from um, Rochester area, so he crosses over into the Buffalo guys as well. Sweet. So Is he a uh, garbage plate guy? As far as I know, he's had him. I know that. Oh. I don't know how often he has him, but he's definitely a garbage plate guy at some point in his life. How quick is the turnaround going to be for this to come out, you think? Beats me. Yeah. That is sort of the way. Uh, sometime between two months and three years, I guess, you know, as, yeah. uh, as far as when we can see it. I know his aim is to get it at, um, I'm not sure which festival, but he's got a festival that he's aiming for. Are you allowed to say what the movie's about? I'm not entirely sure what the movie's about. I read the script. What's, what's genre? What genre is it? Action comedy. Okay, cool. Action comedy. I saw a rough cut, but um, it's a it's about. I think I can say what it's about. It's a assassin ends up with her soul in like a rag doll, and uh, that goes on on the assassination spree. That sounds fantastic. I think a revenge spree. That like sounds a, like it's right up my alley. Like a Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Spoof of Kill Bill. There's definitely a very small percentage of people in this world that are into the shit that we like. Yes, but we I think we know them all. And we embrace it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we know every single person that likes this kind of stuff. It is funny when I get a new ad on uh, Facebook <laughs> and it's like either it's spam. Yeah, it's one of these girls that want your uh, whatever your um, cam girl yeah. kind of girls or there's these guys that are like 300 mutual friends. You look at those 300 mutual friends. It's these guys who like this stuff right. like a hundred percent. It's like, okay, I know what this is all about. And you kind of skim and it's like, I love watching movies on Tubi and gore. It's like, okay, <laughs> these are my guys. Exactly. <laughs> you know? What are some uh, good movies that you watched recently? Um, I don't know about good, but they're interesting. Yeah. I watched last night, the corn shucker. Ooh. which was a lost movie. Um, it was big with the VHS crowd, like the people who collect VHS tapes. Yeah. I, for years, thought it was an urban legend. Didn't exist. I thought they made it up. Uh-huh. I would call it, it came out of Indiana, I think. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of a cornfield, all black and white. Kind of an Eraserhead-like vibe. There's this weird guy, only eats corn, I don't know if he's a mutant. He doesn't say anything and uh, is in this decrepit old house. And so this was, uh, this isn't new. It was made in like the late nineties. At mm-hmm. least it came out in the late nineties. Right. But it was so rare that whenever I saw it on those VHS trading and collecting groups, eventually I just declared it like, this is sort of an urban legend they're, they're making up. Mm-hmm. 
But one of those companies, I think videos, uh, or not video, Vinegar Syndrome. Ooh, yeah. Actually put it on Blu-ray. It's about an hour long, so it's not a full movie. Right. Uh, but nowadays, with Tubi and all that, an hour long seems about a feature, actually, for the low-budget stuff. True, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was definitely a weird movie. Definitely, like, an experience. And so this guy that's kind of a creepy... Um, strange character he's kind of in uncle fester just kind of white makeup and like sort of an 80s suit almost yeah yeah and he lives in this decrepit thing and and actual uh crayfish like they went to a bait shop and something and got a bunch of crayfish yeah sort of crawling on the floor harassing him yeah and uh they kind of make this noise when they're on screen like you know and um he's like getting freaked out they're communicating with him somehow and an assortment of weird characters keep dropping by and harassing this guy um door-to-door salesman pizza guys girl scouts that kind of thing (laughs) pretty sure none of them on imdb they all have one credit and it's this movie Uh or two credits the director made another movie and some of them are in that one too and it's like okay that's truly the sign of a really independent movie when everyone in your movie has no picture in one credit right is definitely independent let me let me Um, stop you there uh speaking of girl scouts they are everywhere right now I saw him in front of Ralph's. I didn't have money to buy the cookies. I try to do it once a year. Is there not a horror movie based on them being like little murderers? Not that I know of. Because I feel like there should be. Because I'm it. very afraid of Girl Scouts. You are? They're I always fucking everywhere. buy them, the cookies. Uh, I like them. I have uh, oh. successfully lost weight. Yes, great. And um, I and now you're cut about- out things <laughs> like cookies and stuff. But once or twice a year you gotta go for it i'm yeah. not i'm not fully on a diet or anything i just sort of cut out that type of snacks at least regularly but now you're gonna gain all that way back because the, the girl scouts are out if i buy them all if i buy one pack i don't think i'll be so bad all right what's um, what's the elite flavor because I, I got into the samoa joe's more recently those are good those I, are good i like the peanut butter ones the peanut butter ones are good the mint ones are good um i don't know i don't know they're all good that i've tried yeah. I, I remember trying to there's these kind of plain ones i don't even know if they make them anymore they they had holes in them you could wear them like rings uh, they're yeah like shortbread or something i don't even see those anymore so maybe they quit those they're not bad but the other ones are like fancy fancy yeah. schmancy there's like a lemon one that's good that is good that is, i think i've tried all the kinds yeah uh but like once a year i see them out there i saw them it's funny i saw them at ralph's and you live near me so you know where i'm talking about yeah we literally ran into um, each other at ralph's like a we week did, ago we did we did and the girl <laughs> scouts are in front of ralph's and across the street is sprouts and cvs yeah they were there too so it's like oh, ooh, every, are they everywhere. dueling or are they on the same team they're at the other ralph's too on alameda Okay. Every single one now. Yeah. I think February is, is just a month for it. That's the month for it. Yeah. It's yeah. the first month, maybe. You know, we are from Buffalo, New York, and are you sometimes surprised how cold it gets in Dude, Southern it gets California? So freaking cold here. It's yeah. crazy. So that's I think February is like the first month in a while you can go out without a jacket. Tonight's a or today's a good day though. It's like seventy five hour right now. Yeah, I know. Weird. I know. It's like how it's supposed to be. But yeah, no, um, it, the last couple of weeks we had a lot of rain and just there were there were multiple nights where I'd be uh, sleeping with like three blankets. Yeah. Freezing. Yeah. I turn up the heat um, yeah. where I live. You don't necessarily someone else is paying for it. So I'll turn it up. But I, <laughs> it's turned off by the morning. Uh, That's so what like, I do. 
Yeah. So someone else, but uh, to fall asleep, I don't care if it gets colder when I'm already asleep. It's falling asleep is tough for me. What do you set it's it cold. at? Like 69 or something? Yeah. 69, uh, 68, 69. Yeah. That. That's where I put it. Yeah. Um, so it's not that bad. Yeah. During the day but, I throw it to like 64. So it's yeah, not really jumping yeah, on I think too much. That's an, I think one of the roommates turns it all the way off, but at night I'll creep it up one or two. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it gets cold out here, but, but I think the reason they come out in February, unless there's a tradition to it, I think it's cause it's starting to get warmer. Maybe most places. I just feel so bad when like I have to, I have my headphones in, you know, I'm doing the Instacart grind a lot of times. So I just try to like not even make eye contact. But then when like these two little girls come up to you and they're just like, Hey, would you buy, you buy some Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh no. But like, and I, moms, I support you. Like I feel the bad. Moms are always like a step away to make sure they do it right. Um, I just feel bad not buying anything, you know? Yeah. And, but you know, if you do it once a year or once even every three years or a couple of years, yeah, you're probably all right for your Girl Scout uh, duty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in terms of movies, I watched in like the last week. I watched literally yesterday at like seven a.m. I turned on "Don't Torture a Duckling," the Lucio Fulci one. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that. I always confuse oh. that with New York Ripper because the voice in New York Ripper is a duck voice. They're both great. I really like this one. It's just it's wild like this witch character is like killing off these little boys i gotta see that i have that description i have not seen it it's uh and that's crazy. one of the top whatever 10 uh falchies i think i don't even think um, it's this girl though i think she's like falsely accused from what i can remember i think the killer ends up being like a priest or something you just watched it yesterday i didn't finish you know, it oh okay yeah, okay yeah. i've seen it ab- <laughs> i've seen it a million times i'm pretty sure the priest ends up being the guy gotcha, the kill- gotcha. The killer. i don't Thanks. remember Thanks anyone out there for maybe a supposed uh, spoiler. Yeah, maybe well, not. Maybe he threw you totally off track. They've had fifty-two years to watch that one, so I was a yeah. <laughs> I was a little late into getting into Fulci. I didn't see him. I saw him. So, I guess yeah. I saw Zombie kind of early on, but I didn't see the Beyond until twenty fifteen or sixteen. Ever see House by the Cemetery? Yeah. I saw those at the around the same time. I yeah. saw them uh, now. I've seen them a couple times, but um, I didn't necessarily get those. And they were, at the time, a lot of those came out, out uh, edited in America, right? And um, different titles and things. So it was kind of hard to keep track of them. I had, you know, now with IMDb, it's like you type in the alternate title, Gates of Hell, or whatever yeah. it happens to be, and like, oh, it was actually this one. Um, it's easier. But back in the day, it was like like there was no like resource other than maybe a book or something from Fangoria or what have you right. to track what was a what. So telling you letterboxd is, is changing the game. I feel like you get so much information from Letterboxd. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't delved too much into letterbox. Uh, it's worth it. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to do that at some point. I think it helps with just general film knowledge and to like remember things. It just, it just sticks with this app for whatever reason. Gotcha. Plus, I can trust these reviews. Like you, you can't trust Rotten Tomatoes these days. There's, oh, I've never cared about Rotten Tomatoes no, no, no. at There's, all. People are paying, um, paying like the studios are paying them to give them good reviews. Yeah, which is nuts. I don't really care too much about reviews. Yeah. In general, even my friends and stuff, I don't care. Yeah. But if there's something I haven't heard of, like just have never, like the Corn Trucker, good example. Yeah. No one's heard of it. But um. If it gets good reviews or really bad reviews, it's like, 
interesting. Yeah. You know, if it gets, it's a kind of okay. Depends what you like. Like if you want to see every Bigfoot movie or something like that, then you're going to see all of them. But um, I don't know. I sort of tune out reviews, but I, I, there is a slightly hypocritical thing to that in that I think some stuff wouldn't exist without reviews. Right. Like the reviews keep it kind of alive. Um, or I wouldn't call them reviews, people who make YouTubes that are kind of, they'll talk about certain genres or styles or something. I think it's important to be critical without being like a massive like hater. Yeah. Oh, I hate the massive haters. No. Like we went, we like, went and saw Drive Away Dolls this last, last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was. And I didn't like it, but, yeah. you know, I still can appreciate it. And I, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. There's moments I liked, right. but I was a big Coen Brothers fan, and that one's probably... It's lower. It's in my bottom three or four. Yeah. Uh, and But, you know, if you're like 14 or something, and that's the first one you see, yeah. so you do have to kind of gauge it like it might be something that's a cult classic 20 years from now because of that. Sure, yeah. You know, you never quite know. There's a couple of funny um, lines in there. I like there's a part it's kind of a spoiler, so I won't say it, but there's a part I really liked, although it's a part that's very similar. I mean, you could say to it. A you bunch already of said Coen it was a spoiler. Movies. OK, yeah, it's a spoiler yeah. when the one guy freaks out and shoots like his whole team up. Yeah, um, I like that. But it is very similar to some stuff that happened in at least two other Coen Brothers movies. I liked so I liked the bit about the fish concert and the guy was like trying to pick up the one girl. and He's like, hey, I got tickets to a fish concert. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, I watched, I rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I just felt like it. Um, I got to rewatch that soon too because I want to read that book. I think it goes my, with it. I think my only issue with that movie, and obviously, like, it's nearly perfect. Like, it's a great fucking movie about Hollywood and everything. Um, but I think some of the performances are a little over the top. I'm fine with that. In pockets. That's, yeah. Not I, everybody. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And they were pretty authentic with the old, like, Western TV shows and stuff. They oh, looked really so like good. how they looked and everything. And I don't know if I've ever seen the way that he kind of reached everyone through his performance. Like he was an outcast on the set till the scene he came in and really nailed it. And then everyone suddenly sort of changed. Like Like it was almost like, it was almost like he communicated with them at that moment through the script of this other thing, which wasn't a real thing. It's something also written for the movie. Are you talking about the part where the little girl whispers in his ear? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like that was really well done. So good. Uh, So I like it. It's been, I don't know, three years since I've seen it. So has there been, been a, a movie that's had as good of a poster as that, that had in sense? I doubt it. That was like a painted poster, like back in the day. I see. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, this one. Yeah, that is a good poster. It's just incredible. Uh, I'm trying to think of interesting posters because they're not necessarily good, but they catch your eye for some reason. Like the new uh, Myron Scorsese ones were bad for killers of the flower moon. I love that movie. But they, yeah, they I don't were... remember the poster. I think it's just her on it, right? Or is there a few different? There's posters? a couple different, but there were yeah. none that I was like, "Wow, like this is good," you know? Yeah. Um, that movie we saw together about the aliens kind of that caught my eye because it had one of those weird aliens on the poster, and that was yeah. all that. It, what was that called? I don't remember. That's uh, such a weird movie. We're going to think about it 10 years from now and be like, was that yeah, real? <laughs> maybe someone listening will know this movie or it'll occur to us. The world was taken over. We made some sort of deal. Do you remember what month it was? I'll find it real fast. Early summer, maybe? No. 
Um, and the aliens were like square, like cubes, and they had uh, kind of their eyes around stalks like snails. Um, oh, it was called uh, Landscape with an Invisible Hand. Yes, Landscape with an Invisible Hand. Yes, that was a really good movie. and That was fun. I don't hear too much about it. No. Um, I'm sure people have saw it that are interested in things like that. Uh, but um, that one, the poster, I came out of some other movie. I remember this. And uh, it was a more normal movie, like a popular movie. And I saw that in the lobby. And I took a picture of the poster. And I'm like, you want to see this? Yeah. <laughs> it was coming in a couple weeks. You know, so it's like, yeah, they're still out there. These oddball movies are still at. And we, that's the normal AMC's, AMC yeah. we saw that at. I love so when they just pop up out of nowhere and you're like, oh, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. That's, and they're, they're not advertised too heavily. And it's, everyone's like, oh, my God, cinema's dead. Cinema's dead. It's like, well, we saw that at the straight-up mall. <laughs> you know. So some of the good ones that came out this month that I, I'm sure you haven't seen yet that you've got to see. Um, the new Vim Wenders movie, Perfect Days. Very good. I have not seen any Vim Vendors movie. Yeah, we were just talking um, about that. You haven't seen yeah. Paris, Texas, which no. has quickly become literally one of my favorite movies. I uh, got to. I've been hearing about it yeah. since before I was really into arty films. Maybe that's one of the ones that kind of alerted me they exist. Because yeah. yeah. I was, I think, eight when that movie came out, and I heard of it then. See, I loved it the first time I saw it, but I rewatched it for a second time recently at The Egyptian, and it's become like literally one of my all-time favorites. And I, I was telling you before that the there's like a major scene in the movie or several scenes where he picks his like son up from school harry dean stanton yeah and that elementary school is literally in my neighborhood yeah and I was i'm in the it. same neighborhood yeah yeah um crazy. that and that school is uh where i went to vote one recent time right uh and i remember um this this vote was particularly heated I'm not going to say which side of the heat I fall on, but I, <laughs> it was one of those times you couldn't blow it off. Oh, yeah. You had to do it. And so that yeah. school, I'm like, oh, man, that's I got to go to that school. And I think you could mail it in or drop it in the box or whatever, but I wanted to be for sure it worked. Right. You know, uh, and um, so I went to that school and voted with the, you know, old school. You pull the curtain and all of that. Yeah. I didn't know. I think it's been in other movies, just its location of it. It's had to have been in a bunch of movies. Um, I know Freddy's Nightmares shot around here. What? And the other school, the uh, the one off of um, right near the mall. Mm -hmm. Um, they jog past that in some of the scenes. I think that's supposed to be the high school they're like at in Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, the what? show. The show, at least the first season. How did you know that? Because yeah. I watched it uh, when it was on Tubi. I have the all the VHS season. tapes. All of them? You That's awesome. right there behind you. See wow, all the colorful ones? Wow, I can't quite ones? turn around with the mic. Yeah, I'll show you later. Um, yeah. yeah, that, uh, them all. that um, is awesome. That show's really unique. Yeah, it's totally different than Nightmare on Elm Street. It is, but there's moments that it crosses over, and it's moments where they cross over with each other. Yeah. Like, they're always going to that same diner and stuff like that. And it seems like it's sort of like a lot of it influenced uh, American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like that's where some of the ideas kind of originated. Um, and so many famous people, that's their first thing. Brad Pitt. Right. Uh, Bill Mosley's on the same episode Brad Pitt is. Uh, um, <laughs> who else is on there? Uh, Lori Petty's on there. Uh, nice, nice. And, of course, a thousand character actors. Lori Petty, yeah. that's uh, Tank Girl? Tank Girl, yeah, yeah, yeah Tank yeah. Girl. And uh -huh. A League of uh, Their Own. And um, 
Orange is New Black. Orange is New Black. That's what I was trying yeah, to think of. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. show, that show took a dump too. That one, that one is really strong. This first like three seasons. That's when I first, I saw the first three seasons and then I fell out of touch with it and never yeah. got uh, back to it. Not every show can be Sopranos or, or fucking Breaking Bad or where Breaking it's just Bad. good the yeah. whole time and they know when to end it, you know? Yeah. Um, dude, I also saw The Taste of Things. Taste of Things. Fan freaking tastic French film that just came out. Um, amazing movie. And it's at AMC 16 right now, I think. Maybe it was 8. No, I think it was 16. Um, yeah, it's about... Let us let me read it because I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> I always butcher movie uh, uh, stories and stuff trying to tell them to people. Yeah, I was going to say 1800s, but yeah. So 1889, it's set in France. And it follows the life of Dodin Buffant as a chef living with his personal cook and lover, Eugenie. They share a long history of gastronomy and love, but Eugenie refuses to marry Doden, so the food lover decides to do something he has never done before, cook for her. Hmm. And it's like them cooking most of the movie, and then there's just some tragic, dramatic stuff that takes That sounds turn. interesting. Is it still there? Oh, yeah. This just cool. came out, and it's got the, the main dude is the guy from Piano Teacher. You ever see that? Yes, I loved piano. Like the two thousand two ish one, right? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. The kid in it, the psychotic one, yeah. Or, or because I know the lady was really, um, is that uh, she's Charlotte Rampling, someone like that. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, man, that piano teacher is really good. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah. I just watched that too. So that's yeah. why I was so excited when I found that out. But it's him, and then it's the girl from those three colors movies, like Red, White, Blue. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, I rewatched those uh, during the pandemic. I watched them back when I was in high school when right. they were new. So good. And I rewatched them during the pandemic, and those are really, uh, really great. He was also in uh, Lahane. You ever see yeah. Lahane? Lahane. What does it translate to? I don't know. That was another <laughs> I might French have film. seen it under under American title. That well, movie's in. I don't think I've seen it. I oh. don't think I've seen it. Look at four point five average on Letterbox. It's like it's probably the greatest like French film. It's got to be up there. Yeah, one I really like. It's kind of a hated one. Is um, Godard's version of King Lear. Okay, and that's a really bizarre movie. It's not King Lear. It's just called that. Weird. And there's dialogue from it and stuff like that. And from what I gathered, it's one of those movies open to in- interpretation. Right. But what I gathered <laughs> is language has sort of died. Uh, and books and things were destroyed, some type of oppressive government or something like that. Yeah. And just someone listening out there, keep in mind, I watched this like more than 10 years ago. And also I kind of a weird about stories anyway so i don't necessarily <laughs> i might be totally wrong yeah but um so language had sort of dissipated or something but there's guys trying to recobble things like shakespeare and so many quotes were still said that if they listen into enough conversations and things they can put it back together and it's just such a strange concept and that and that's just sort of the blueprint like other things this movie actually ended up being about and um that movie got kind of on my radar for years you heard quentin tarantino was in it and that movie's in the 80s so like he hadn't sort of emerged yet he's, reservoir dogs he was still just writing and yeah he was still but store. he was sort of bumming around um b movies uh trying to get yeah. uh dust till dawn made and work in that video store 
And you, I mean, was, you mean Reservoir Dogs? Or Reservoir Dogs. But yeah, he was trying to get Dust Till Dawn me. Way back then? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. But that's that's not the story here. He's not really in it. Yeah. But for years you heard he was. So he finally admitted uh. what it was he lied on his resume. Uh. And he put that on it. And this really cracked me up. The reason he picked that movie is because he knew casting directors had never seen it. That's amazing. <laughs> and like, it's like, oh, really arty, obscure French film. Yeah, casting directors probably have not seen it. And they're not going to seek it out. And they're not going to seek it out. <laughs> but it, it's like, oh, an important director on it. And he had a few other things. And then I read it. I don't know if it was his Wikipedia or something like that. Or maybe he just said it on a blog or something. But um, some lesser researched, like, articles and things kind of like when reservoir dogs and all those movies came out sort of put in that like oh he was also in these and he really was on uh golden girls he really was on some of this other yeah. stuff but he had this more uh prestige stuff on there too that uh he wasn't really in hmm. i rewatched river's edge recently also um with daniel roebuck with, with your buddy daniel roebuck yeah <laughs> that was actually shot in sunland 15 minutes from here. I live pretty close to uh, Sunland. Yeah, from you, it's like uh, 10, maybe. Yeah, like 10 minutes. Yeah, that is... A lot of movies are shot out there, actually. Anything that wants yeah. kind of a deserty look, yeah. I think, shoots out there. I might visit those locations soon. A um, lot of um, Donald G. Jackson movies shot out there. I rewatched Opera, the Dario Gento one. I haven't seen that since the high school. That's his like last great one in that in that r great run that, that he had. That run of seventies, eighties. Yeah. yeah, that's like the last great one. And then he did I don't know what was after that, but it, eventually like Stendhal Syndrome and the ones that people don't really love. Yeah, but that one I love opera. To me, that's like I had a T-shirt so of opera. Good. It eventually wore out, but it had just the eyes. Yeah, the eyes with like the needle thing under it. Yeah, I've seen that shirt. Yeah, I had that for years, and you know, all shirts they eventually kind of just bite the dust. But do you have a favorite Argento? Oh, Suspiria. Really? Definitely Suspiria, yeah. See, I'm uh, I'm definitely team Deep Red, and yeah. I, I would say my second is Tenebrae. Tenebrae's my second, too. Yeah, uh, but and maybe Suspiria. Suspiria kind of blew my mind when I first saw it. Suspiria yeah. is definitely, for the lighting, kind of like the most incredible for that stuff. When I saw that, that was new on VHS. It was in, out of print for, who knows? You know, it was not available in America other than those weird bootleg catalogs. Yeah. And I rented that just hearing it was a classic for all these years in various sources, uh, all those magazines at the time. Yeah. And it just kind of right away, the music and the oh, uh, dude. visuals, it's just like, holy cow, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the craziest theme song I've ever heard. And I remember watching that in the living room with my parents. I was like mesmerized. My parents were open-minded towards... They um, were like, John, this is, this is the time you move out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in eighth grade, I think. And I remember my dad just like this music, like just, he, he just couldn't take it. <laughs> and uh, it was like, wow, you know, that kind of... And like, Goblin. Yeah, and it, it like, it did stand out of how much I liked it and how much he didn't. That's amazing. Was somehow a clue that this was sort of um at the time at least on the edge now i think that's gotten closer to the mainstream actually dude that fucking but, opening with the girl getting hung and falling through the glass yeah. that is like gotta be one of the most iconic images in horror and the whole so tone of it like they're listening to the uh witch snoring in the next uh air it's not a next room but there's like that division yeah. between it was like 
so surreal. The three mothers. Yeah, the three mothers. Um, Isn't that what they're called? What's what are they in Inferno? There's like the three. There, I don't know. They called the same thing, but that's the second one. And then there's yeah. the third one, which is somewhat recent, like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, Mother of Tears. I yeah. Think it's called. Yeah, yeah. No one liked that one. I didn't mind it. I didn't love it, but I liked. I liked that there was weird shit like baboons and stuff in it. He kind of fell um, off. Like even his recent one, I didn't really like the dark glasses one. I didn't see that. It's like, eh. I saw the Mother of Tears. I saw the card player. Uh, his, some of his recents I haven't seen. There's the one I wanted to see this. I didn't. That uh, Adrian Brody is in it, and Adrian what? Brody publicly said, "Don't see this movie." Because, and it was Argento. Yeah. What? Yeah, and he. Uh, I guess the studio or. Uh, Italian studio, whatever it happened to be, messed with it, and this isn't the version that it was supposed to be, or something. Let me Nicolas see. Cage has a movie like that too. With um, uh, I can't think of his name. He wrote Taxi Driver. Uh, it was Giallo. Maybe that is Giallo. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, Adrian Brody was very kind of vocal at the time. Don't uh, don't see that. Paul Schrader. That's who I'm trying to think of. Um. Uh, Adrian Brody was pretty vocal, like, don't watch it. It's not the right version or something. So I put it off. I wonder if, if and, Argento feels the same. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, that, that, uh, that's more that I heard more about that than I heard about the actual movie itself. Did you watch the new Argento like doc on Shudder that just came out? No. It's called like Panico. It was decent. Not great. I heard it's good. I want to see the one he acted in from uh oh Vo- uh, vortex yeah yeah i want to see that i haven't seen that yet gasper no yeah Noe or how, how do you I think it's Noe. Noe. i think it was great yeah it's like about dementia yeah it was a lot of like split screen you know I like, like that like the yeah. fucking hulk movie or like um 24 that's yeah. what i was thinking yeah there's yeah. a lot of stuff that that's happened with but yeah yeah let's see okay uh, there's here's a great one ready so Cinematic Void last week showed this movie called Hollywood 90028, zip, zip code. Yeah. And I'm sure you haven't seen that because it's not available anywhere. It's coming to Blu-ray, though. Uh, yeah. I think Severin's putting it out or one of them, Vinegar Syndrome. All those companies are great. Oh. But and anything, it, uh, Vinegar Syndrome was the one I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, You might not like them. But they're at least interesting, whatever they put out. You would love this one because it literally it's it's just another one of those like strangler movies. Yeah. So there's just a crazy fucking guy sh- out there sh- sleeping with women and then strangling them to death. And that's the movie. But, dude, like, I don't even want to ruin the ending for you. Okay. It's going to ruin it if it. I tell you. I'll see it. Remind me, though, uh, when we're off the podcast to write it down or something. A crazy ending, so though. It. It's, yeah. like, it's like one of those shock endings. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, later this year, that should be out. I know that I don't. That's not a Jalo, right? That's like American, or yeah. No. Okay, I know Jalos are famous for like the endings. Kind of aren't even someone that clues led towards. They were like just sort of another character that showed up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which I always like. Sort of like a haha, you know. Yeah. You don't get to solve this. Did you ever see this movie Cop with with James Woods? I saw when that was new, really? uh, new on VHS. Yeah, that was that was good. And then, dude, I watched. Probably my favorite documentary I've ever seen. You ever see Streetwise? I saw that a long time ago. That was um, insanely good. Yeah, that is really good. I saw that, um, and it came out, and I remember hearing about it when I was fairly little. I think it was nominated for Oscars, that sort of thing, so it was on the radar. It was, and it kids. didn't win, apparently. And But I saw it early 
college or very late high school i saw it it's amazing and then, oh and then i watched uh for, for whatever reason anytime i watch brain damage it's like three in the morning the uh the bill paxton one or the peter jackson one what the frank hanlotter one brain damage. oh brain damage i'm thinking of brain dead yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah brain damage is awesome it's so good yeah 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 it seems like every time i watch it i'm like feeling sick in the middle of the night or just waking up and not being able to go back to sleep and i'm like oh what do i watch brain yeah. damage yeah that that might be my favorite of his i think i still like basket case one yeah basket um, i mean it's so good yeah but then frank and hooker they almost like frank and hooker i love too they're, they're almost all tied because they're all great and they're all weird yeah oh they're very weird they all have their yeah. moments too that are just like holy shit like Frankenhooker when all the hookers like explode <laughs> yeah i know like are you kidding me and then he, yeah. he makes a Frankenhooker literally yeah that's just incredible and stuff. i love that the video box had that button that just you put it and it was like want a date want a date yeah, want a date want a date <laughs> i have i have it on vhs not that one though oh okay i found it at uh amoeba in like berkeley there's a handful of vhs that had that gimmick there was that one there's one called metamorphosis that the okay. um eyes lit up and made this noise i love that and there was the dead pit oh did it too dead pit dead pit i've on dvd too. And I remember the video store near me, they took the batteries out because it was driving like the owner crazy or something. Oh, yeah. People kept hitting those uh, buttons. That's the shit I used to do. I would just like run around the store and press all the buttons. Yeah, yeah. How much do you miss the video store? Oh, I loved the video store. I can't. There's I, a I resurgence so of kind of hipster video stores, like the one over on Magnolia. Yeah, Be Kind Video. Be Kind Video. There's also Whammy, um, sort of downtown-ish. Uh, it's just not the same, though. And I know a lot, a lot of people hate blockbuster at least if you were like older and you it knew before but if you're yeah. old enough to remember before blockbuster you hate it for me i i definitely grew up on blockbuster and dude it was like so great to just be able to like go to there after school and just just browse for like an hour in our area it was video factory okay for the longest time and like, video factory was basically blockbuster it looked like blockbuster where was your area then uh lewiston new york um, oh, you're near like Art Park? Near Art Park, yeah. And it was uh, Niagara Falls is what I'm talking There was eventually a, a video factory in Lewiston, but real little. You had to go into Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was better than Blockbuster. It had all the weird shit, plus whatever was the big movie at the time, Julia Roberts movie or whatever. But it was, I got street trash from a video factory, <laughs> all sorts of stuff that Blockbuster probably didn't carry. Although when some Blockbusters, like I rented all the John Waters from Blockbuster. Right. Uncut. Like it had dog shit eating. It had all manner of gross atrocities. It was a Blockbuster. What's your favorite John Waters? It changes. Yeah, yeah. That's how uh, I feel. Every time I watch, the, it sort of goes between polyester pink flamingos desperate living and female trouble kind of rotate is See, my favorite ones i love polyester polyester is underrated it is funny as shit it's, it's very good i like i think the dirtier crazier earlier ones polyester yeah. i think was the shift to almost normal movies yeah flamingos yeah. is definitely some heinous shit fucking yeah divine picking up dog shit and eating it on camera yeah, that yeah. is not fun to watch <laughs> yeah um but that one those three and they're kind of very similar uh and i really like multiple maniacs the black and white one okay uh 
I haven't that, that one's really unhinged. That one's just like, yeah, like everyone's just losing their mind. And um, it's like a giant lobster in it. Wow. And uh, I remember the opening credits are on paper and it's sort of like two sticks sort of rolling the paper. So the credits go from top to bottom as the paper rolls. And yeah. they're like, I don't remember if it was cut. I haven't seen the newer, I believe Criterion put out an edition of it. I have only seen it on VHS and it, and it was like, I put it on, I'd seen most of the other John Waters movies by that point, yeah. but I found a blockbuster that had them all. It wasn't the one closest to me. It was one deeper into the city. Mm-hmm. And so I was renting them throughout this one break. It was like um, Easter break or sp- spring break. And uh, that one, I put it on. I was like, wow, this is cheap. Yeah. As soon as I saw those credits, I was like, this is really cheap. There seems to be like a whole John Waters resurgence going on right now. There, he's got like his exhibit at the Academy Museum. Yes, That's running all the movie. way to August. I'm hearing a lot of rumors of a new movie uh, coming based on his book, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, John Waters and David Lynch are my always sort of my two favorites. Who else is making a new movie right now? Paul Thomas Anderson, Tarantino. Who else? There's There's some good ones coming out. Oh, a movie coming out? Like big director um, movies. Tarantino's making the movie Critic. Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson. Just oh, they they all have new movies. Leo, Leo. Like coming out. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good year. Like this and next year. Every year seems like that year. Unless right. they just came out with one, then it's a year or so till another one. But yeah. Uh, unless there's some of these guys coming out really fast. Right. Uh yeah, I think I think they're they're all kind of uh they all just sort of come out uh, every couple of years. Mm-hmm. So tell tell us a little bit about about some of these movies that you're about to do or about to come out that that you worked um, on recently. So Las Vegas Frankenstein just came out. It did? Okay. Yeah, that just came out. It's on the Roku channel, probably Tubi soon. Sweet. Which, sweet. Uh, Tubi's a favorite of mine same <laughs> uh to be you can't go wrong even when you go wrong you go right you um you know it's it's uh it's really a dumping ground for the <laughs> weirdest the movies stuff. yeah it's like well and weird art films mixed with the schlock and you don't know what's what i haven't seen much um, on there that i have not enjoyed you know what i mean yeah and if you, if you don't enjoy it i guess just skip it or whatever yeah but um uh, Las Vegas Frankenstein's a blast. I did it in Las Vegas. My old friend Tom Devlin directed. I've done, geez, in the 20 something movies with Tom Devlin in some capacity. Tom Devlin's a makeup artist by trade. Yeah. But he's directed a handful of movies, and that's one of them. And he's getting more in the directing, I think. You've gone down to Vegas like multiple times for his movies, right? Just the one, but I went down or up, I should say, went up for multiple times. Okay. There was a big shoot. That was about eight days that uh-huh. we did most of it. Eight days of two weeks. I forget the exact days. Um, and then a few weeks later, I came back for a little bit of pickups. And then the, about a year later, I went to the premiere and shot a little bit for another movie, which that one, as far as I know, is still secret for now. So were you flying there? I flew there and then drove home with somebody. Okay. Um. Not a terrible drive. And then I flew there for the premiere, I think. Nice. The I drove there with another actor for that pickup shot. Uh, pickup scene, I guess I should say. Yeah. But yeah, Tom's a blast, and that movie's a lot of fun. It's uh, sort of 60s style, I guess. Very sort of 
almost like a like a play almost some of the style to it I like that and like something you might see at four in the morning on tv in the 70s or 80s that's left over from the 60s that rocks and, is it a, is it sleazy ah uh, maybe one or two scenes i wouldn't call it that sleazy okay sweet um <laughs> i don't know if sleazy was the the mold but there's um there's a sleaze element to it there's a few porn stars in it it sounds like it's gonna be fun yeah kiki dares in it porn star is roku channel free like if you have roku is that i think so i don't have it so i don't know right yeah but i know i know a lot of things are on the roku channel exclusively including that weird al movie which i want to see in heaven um that was decent with With daniel radcliffe daniel radcliffe yeah yeah there's a Um, band that i really like called touche amore and the singer of that band somehow got a cameo on that. That's awesome. I'm just That's like, awesome. what? Yeah. So that so cool. the Roku channel, I think it's free, but don't don't quote me on that. I don't know. Um, and, you, you did oh, Slaughter on the set? Yeah, that was right after um, Las Vegas Frankenstein. The AD of, of uh, Las Vegas Frankenstein, Shane Grant, uh, recruited me and Vince Cusimano, Cusimano and um, Victoria Strange, who were all in Las Vegas Frankenstein, to be in Slaughter on the set. Vince was the one I met that did Puppet Master, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, you met him, I think, at that premiere. You met him a long time ago, actually. That was like five years ago. Yeah, you met him. It was the last time I think we all went out before the world shut down, before the yeah. pandemic. We saw that movie. Clownado or Clown? The Hunt. Oh, the hunt, hunt was yeah. officially the last one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the hunt. Uh, and they remember they were kind of joking about the toilet paper and all that. And it's like, we didn't know the world was going to shut down for like a year and a half. Yeah, we should have just like um, stole the toilet toilet paper yeah. from, from the Egyptians <laughs> yeah. straight up. Um, but yeah, so Vince is in both movies. Victoria's in both movies. Um, and that was shot in Maine. So I'd never been that far right, right, into right. Uh, the New England before. I'd been to Connecticut and Boston before. Did you get any good food over there while you were there? Yeah, I did. It was catered by some. Actually, I don't think it was officially catered. I think somebody cooked for us, and that was really good. That's and, awesome. Uh, we went out a few times to different places. I can't recall the names of them now, yeah. but there was all all the food was really good. Did you get like clam chowder. I'm not a clam chowder guy, so yeah. I kind of avoid uh, seafood in general. I'm not a Sam fan of. Actually, but, Sam. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's funny. That's good because uh, I've never. It's been one of those it. things I got to explain, and I, it's like, how do you say it's? It's like I don't like it. I always general. get bummed when people I'm going out to eat with are like, "All right, let's go here," and it's literally just seafood. Yeah, it's rare. Like, oh. Now they always have something like a burger or something at most places most. that you don't like, but yeah, I do try to kind of, and they know most of my main friends know, like, don't do sushi with John or don't do. Well, even if you sushi. like seafood, you still got to be like on your toes about getting sick, right? I think so. A little bit. I think so. At least a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, slaughter in the set was a lot of fun. I've got a really good death in that. Uh, one of the best of my career. And that's um, coming out when? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's I'm still uh, in the editing process. Dope. And um, that one is pretty epic. He rented this huge uh, kind of closed down factory kind of place mm-hmm. to make it as this haunted area. And it struck me uh, kind of like creepy, like a, maybe an A24 or something, but more in the vein of like a gory slasher movie. Mm-hmm. So sort of like both, both things. 
and a lot of sort of modern horror people are in it like um uh morrigan milan i believe you pronounce her last name she it used to be morrigan thompson but she got married um change your stage name. bradford yeah change your stage name <laughs> uh angel bradford's in it uh, a lot of a lot of that they, i'd say both of them are kind of very popular modern scream queens uh, and, and yeah it was and a lot of locals um michael c urchin is in it who that name uh c like period that name is very uh memorable and uh, he has a movie coming out that's a spinoff of his uh, YouTube show called The Slim and Duffy Show. The movie, I can't recall the title, but it's sort of a kung fu spoof. That sounds so fun. It's coming up really soon, like a couple weeks being released. I'm like weirdly in the mood to watch all these movies we're talking about. Like just that, that <laughs> yeah, style, that brand of film is just so fun. And when you're in the mood for it, it just hits. And I'm it's in that mood. It's funny. I'm in that mood every few weeks. And it usually isn't satisfied until I watch like three or four. Yeah. Like kind of kooky, very low budget movies. Take a weekend and watch a bunch of them. Yeah. And then sometimes I overdo it. Like I'm like, okay, I need a movie with like like a, a, a normal look to it. Yeah. But I'm getting that less often. Like I'm getting like, no, go deeper into the to be weird. Go deeper into the strange fringe. I'm excited for, I know James Balsamo is putting out some new ones. He, that crazy motherfucker just blew up a car on a set. And I think, I think it was in like <laughs> North Carolina. I don't know if he got like the rights to do that or he just did it. Maybe it's easier to do it there. I don't know. Here you can't unless you have every permit in the world. But there, maybe you just find a field to do it in. You got to see the video because you watch it and it look, almost looks like parts are flying at him. Like he was they like almost standing are. too close. They probably are. No protection. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, James Balsamo gimmicks is he sells mad balls of himself, like his own head. <laughs> what? He's he got the Tom Devlin actually made them. Uh, oh, you know what? You mentioned yeah. this to me. That's and he's like mad balls. And he's got them at his convention table and what? it's like his uh, head. And he calls them James Ball Samos. Dude, he's so funny. Oh, he's extremely funny. I, I love his brand of every everything he does. I'm I'm on board. Yeah. And I love that he just sort of like goes to conventions and makes movies in the parking lot. I love it. I love that people get pissed at him that for like walking up to celebrities at conventions and ask, yeah, asking I, on the spot. I don't know why. I can see why you turn it down if it's not your thing. Yeah. Especially if you make a lot, you know, might jeopardize how much you make in something else. Right. But the spirit of it, if you're into indie film, whether you like the movies or not, the spirit of it, you should be on board for. Dude, he asked me to do it several times. You actually. did it. I did it. But the okay. first the first time he asked me was for the alien one. And he just I wanted... wanted to do that, too. And I couldn't. I couldn't I, either. Yeah, I had kind of a three strikes you're out thing. And it was very much during the pandemic yeah no. like no vaccine yet whether you believe it or not just at that point no one knew what was going on yeah uh it was um on a day i worked uh day it rained it was like it was like just a whole bunch of things sort of fighting it so i just had to turn it down but the pictures of that one i really like the sort of weird aliens and stuff they got all the colored faces yeah yeah no, yeah it looked fun i mean i just I don't know. I guess I didn't want to be like an extra either. That was like another part of it. I was busy, but I also just wanted to like do something a little cooler than that. But he hit me up semi recently, like maybe six months ago. And he was like, hey, want to be in a movie? You know, the catchphrase he always says yeah. to you. And I was just like, I was like, all right, what are you doing? He's like, 
he's like, I'm just doing a, a scene at my house and Robert Mukes is going to be there from House of Thousand Corpses, the Rob Zombie movie. And I'm going to have him kick you to the ground. I don't even know if he told me that yet. He, he just told me that we were going to be working with him and that we were going to like do like a fight scene with him. And I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, I got nothing else going on. You know, and if, you know, my union cares, I'll just say I fucking did this 10 years ago. Um, um, yeah, I like I did one James movie a long time ago. It might be even getting close to 10 years ago now. Really? It was sort of a similar mailed in kind of cameo as to what we just shot. <laughs> and I did it with my friend Caleb, who is the director of Frankie and Blunderland, a movie I did a while back. Oh, yeah. And a really good one, kind of a hidden one hidden gem and uh we shot this scene where i was like the classic mailed in cameo is the newscaster that's sort of the um uh and to tell you the truth the mailed in cameos i don't uh i don't enjoy as much as acting acting like part of the whole thing is the collaboration Mm -hmm. with the director or the other actors you miss it with that but some of them are funny i think the one we shot today is very funny um it is it was good and the one that I shot for James a few years ago was um, funny as well. So at least that, you know, at least you get like a good laugh out of it. Uh, but you do miss out on like what I find part, a big part of the reason to, to do movies, right. especially low budget ones, which you're not, you're not going to get rich off of. No. Uh, so you, you know, you do it for the spirit of it or whatever, but you know, James is a good guy. James is really funny. I love that he kind of does this, like I said, making a movie in the parking lot of a convention and seeing if he can get, say, Tony Todd into it yeah. or uh, whoever happens to be there um, is very much something that I'm like, my heart is for that. And we were, we were talking about this earlier, like just it's good to just be working regardless. It almost doesn't even matter what you're doing. As long as you're working, it's important. And we were talking yes. about like kind of the importance of posting self tapes on Instagram and social media because it does kind of help. I feel like, I feel like if, if potential agents see that, that you're like a hardworking actor, like that, that, that can help. And I know I have a friend who's on a booking streak right now Yeah, of like five or six things kind of in a short amount of time. And these are the things quote unquote, real things. Right. Like TV shows you've seen HBO. So cool. Uh, things like that. And he puts his tapes up that he has booked from. Uh-huh. And I watch them, at least some of them, some of them, I guess, you know how social media, if you miss it, it maybe you missed it for good. Yeah. But I'll see him and it's like, <laughs> okay, I can see why he got this one. Yeah. Um, he see, he can tell what they're doing right. What as educational as yeah. an actor. It's like, okay. And it also points out what you did wrong on a few or what, maybe not wrong, but what you could improve. Yeah. You know, like, oh, his lighting is like this, or he's more m- movement throughout it or less movement, whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. And I know he really went all out with one sort of shoveling snow of like, had a shovel and was kind of physically doing, there wasn't snow. He lives in California, of course. And it was right. in some sort of studio with a backdrop. That's but cool. uh oh okay okay yeah i i get it you know how to do these from watching that so yeah yeah and i was telling you earlier there's this actor that i follow on instagram and i was watching his little self tape and it was really good and i just noticed like some of the lines i like remembered i'm like wait a second i did this exact audition yeah, like yeah. fucking a week ago or two weeks ago 
and I was doing I was uh, doing sides for the other character, so he was doing the opposite of the ones I did. And um, but yeah, he, he was like, did he, he get it? I don't I don't think he got yeah, it, no. but okay. I I told him about it. He thought it was hilarious. Um, he actually he was he was like a child actor. He was in this movie called Hesher. Oh, Hesher's Joseph, great. Joseph yeah, Gordon Levitt. I saw that. That's yeah. the guy. The the kid. The kid. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I was like, holy shit. And yeah, I've been talking to him. He's really cool. I actually. loved Hesher. I fucking love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Ethan showed me that. Vote kills. Okay. And Vote kills <laughs> is in. He is Hesher. One. Uh, James Balsamo. He looks like Hesher. Um, and he's in the Buffalo film scene, at least on the fringe of it. Yeah. Uh, and what else do I have coming out? Oh, in the glow of darkness. I don't know when that's coming out either. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's yeah. a strange cyberpunk odyssey from uh, director Tucker Bennett, who I met at a friend of mine's screening and immediately hit it off because we both knew these weird movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been making this for, I think, more than a year on, on weekends and things like that. Right. And it just struck me as like, this is really interesting. It's not the genre you normally do is um, that indie of a movie. And uh, it's kind of about memes, at least the word meme. Um, They're kind of used as currency, but it's also a drug. It's in one of those weird futures with weird slang, you know. So, Mm -hmm. And I play a um, master builder who's building this uh, building that uh, we went to a construction site and just shot with that, like, kind of in the background. And amazing. Um, it's was it loud? Like, no, they weren't. We picked the time they weren't actually building, <laughs> but it's like a half. You yeah. know, the the wood is there, and they're starting to put the uh, the next layer of stuff on it. The and, groundwork, pretty much. Yeah, the groundwork, and it was over by the mall. Uh, now it's actually almost open, but it was this building went up kind of near us, right? Oh, sweet. Um, uh, more closer to the mall than to the movie theater. But yeah, so Tucker's a really good guy. I had seen, I hadn't seen his movies, but I knew of them. Yeah. Because he had acted in a John Moritzugu movie, who's a director uh, from Hawaii, who made very strange low-budget movies in the 90s through the 2000s, and, and actually still currently, but that was kind of his window, was that time. Right. And he um, mentioned he'd like worked with John Moritzugu, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know who you are you made this movie that had George Kushar in it and this and that. I read an article about that. Yeah. And he was pretty blown away because uh, no one read that article. It was from like a local paper from wherever he was from. All right. And some, I don't know how I found it, but uh, so yeah, we hit it off and like a month, three weeks to a month later, I was in that movie. And another one that's in that kind of indie route where you'll see it within two months, the three years of how, how, whenever it chooses to trickle out. Right. But uh, that one is in that weird category of like when you look it up on IMDb, what genre does it say? I'm not actually sure. But cyberpunk comedy uh, satire, I'd that, say, is where I'd put it. That sounds sweet. Yep. What about Bad Brain? Bad Brain is a pretty wild movie from uh, Greg DeLisso, probably also in that same genre of I'm not even sure what to call it. Uh, I play two characters in that possibly three um i play 
a guy at, at it's kind of an AA meeting for people who hate the Beatles to like vent. <gasps> what? Um, Wait, what? I play George Costanzo. <laughs> And I play one other <laughs> character. That's so funny. Uh, I think I kind of, I it's like it blended together, and it is a really weird movie. Uh, stars Kansas Bowling, who's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as one of the Manson girls. Um, also stars um, Whitney Moore, I believe her last name is, from Birdemic and Satanic Panic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely a strange Odyssey, L.A. kind of uh, like that L.A. world. It's like a fictional L.A., but it's also real L.A. kind of feel like I guess Repo Man has that feel. Um, I wouldn't call it a horror movie, though. There is a puke monster in it. Uh, it's more in that like, what do you actually call these movies, which is my favorite thing. When I get a script that I don't know what to make of. Like, what do you even call this? Right. And Greg sent me the whole script, not just my uh, bit. Um, I was like, uh, that's what I aim towards. What I'm running towards is that um, undescribable, like you show this movie. You know, someone hands you a comedy, you have a certain expectation, a giallo, you know, a specific genre like a giallo. Yeah. What are, these ones that are like, I don't know what to call them. That's where I like. Oh, yeah. My, my sweet spot is that. There's so much fun. You don't even have and, to worry uh, about it. Turn your brain off. Just enjoy it. Note. Yeah. You, you turn your brain off, enjoy it, or else it goes into overdrive of like, you're thinking too much. It's it, both things are almost the same. Um, Psycho Ape 2. Psycho Ape 2 is what I was leading to is Greg DeLisso wrote and produced Psycho Ape 1 and 2. Right. And Bad Brain, he directed, but uh, Addison Binnick directed uh, the Psycho Ape movies. Uh, and they're friends from um, Michigan. Yeah. And Psychowave One is one of my favorite of those subterranean, super low budget, wacky comedies. Yeah. Um, that are just sort of chaos and gore and bad jokes and good jokes and uh, stupid shit, but smart shit. That's the same, you know, sort of genre. And Psychowave Two, I think I play myself, or a version like a character based on myself. I do say my name is John Carius. So Bill Whedon's myself. the first one. He's in both of them. That's Bill hilarious. Whedon's in both of them. Um, Bill Whedon's Kansas Bowling and Bill Whedon, I'd say are co-leads wow. of at least the first one. The second one kind of might go in a different direction, but they're at least in it a lot. Yeah. Um, and Bill Whedon's great. And Bill Whedon's still trucking. Like he's making a bunch of these movies a year and he's, uh, he's still trucking all these years. But yeah, Psycho Ape 2, I play a version of myself and Pete Stickles, a friend of mine who I've known since moving out to LA, uh, is playing Tom Cruise. So that shows you how weird a movie it is. He's playing Tom Cruise and he's the um, lawyer in this movie that's interrogating me in court over <laughs> how much I know about Psycho Ape. That's amazing. So that's, I think I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. I think they don't seem too worried about spoilers. If not, Greg will um, beat you up. Beat me up. Yeah, he'll beat me up in a parking lot somewhere. All right, then but, you got you got first person savior and the adventures of the adventures three. Adventures of the adventures three, my bit is small, so that's that's sort of quick to talk about. Okay, but that's actually a children's movie. Uh, Matt, my friend Matt, made that movie. I'd done a bunch of, or not a bunch. I did one movie for him, and he moved out of L.A. Uh huh. 
But then he went and he made these movies with his family, like his actual kids and his wife and stuff that kind of caught on. And it was Adventures of the Adventurers. And the title means that um, their last name is the Adventurers. And they're kind of the brother and city sister, and I guess a, a even younger brother, are um, kind of like a Goonies type team. And the third one is Hollywood based. Uh-huh. And they kind of do these movies based on their vacations. They'll go someplace and film. And he reached out to me. He used me and Adam Fox, another, at least those two, probably some other people that he knew in LA, and kind of had them um, play characters in this movie. And I play a cold, indescribable Cold War villain. Uh, whether he's a Nazi or Soviet isn't clear. He's kind of both. Yeah. But that's my character in that. And it's it's quick. It's one scene. And it's um basically a clue to where one of the treasures is in the movie. And the other one you mentioned, First Person Savior, I'm actually the lead. Sweet. So that's a movie by Ramsey Abed, who's a director friend of mine I've known more than 10 years. But he reached out. That was the first movie I did after the pandemic. The world was closed and everything like that. And he reached out to me. I've got the script. That's sweet. Do you want to do it? And first of all, yes. But it actually took me a little while to reply to him. I remember this because I was kind of in that cocoon of like, yeah, oh, we're back. Yeah. You know, and I think I applied right away. But the details of like that phone call that we do, the details of like, when's your schedule? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um it took me a little while. Like I had to come out of hibernation, which usually I'm really on the ball with that stuff. But that movie should, I've seen that movie uh, completed and it's pretty outstanding. Like the um, music and the sound design are great. The shooting style is great. Uh, he did interesting things with uh, filters uh, on the camera and everything, mm-hmm. giving it a really cool look. And yeah, it's a I'm a lead in that one. Very um usually I'm the guy that gets killed first. Right. This one I'm it's it's also another one not really a horror movie, but it does fall into um I'd say experimental drama, a little bit of comedy. Uh and yeah, that one's a pretty good one. Uh, anticipate and that one's done, so that one should come out sometime soon. That's sweet. And that's everything. I think that's all the ones I, I have. Think, I think that's everything that's coming out soon. So let's let's graze back over VHS too, because I know we were talking about that. We might have mentioned that in the last podcast, but who gives a shit? Let's talk yeah, about it again. Yeah. So you got VHS too. How'd you get it? I knew Simon Barrett going back. I'm just gonna move my drink here. Yeah, Scooby, um, get the fuck out of here, dog. Come here. Gonna get hair in it. Scooby. Um, oh God, move, Scooby. He's gonna knock um, it over. So VHS two. Uh, the dog's tail was very near my drink. Yeah. Um, (laughs) VHS two. I was new Simon Barrett who created or co-created the VHS series going back all the way to college. He was a mutual friend of, uh, of another filmmaker, Josh slates that I went to college with. Uh And he came out here and did quite well. Uh, movies like, uh, the guardian VHS one, um, the dead birds was one of his that he wrote and I ran into him in line at the Avengers, the first one. And it was one of those things like, I don't know if he just said this cause I was there. He goes, what are you doing in like July? Say whatever month. 
like hopefully something with you. And so, yeah, I ended up in the Adam Wingard directed set segment of uh, VHS two as the spectral ghost in the window. If you remember that bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how I did it. It was one night shoot freezing cold. If you remember that movie, I was almost naked. You're in like a diaper. It was tidy whiteies is what it was. Okay. But it was two pairs of tidy whiteies, one over the other. Why? Um, just in case, I guess. Just in <laughs> case. Well, one was filthy. The one on the front. That's they hilarious. Fucked it all up with all sorts of shit. <laughs> and the uh, the <sighs> the one closest to the skin was fresh. I guess is oh guess the way God. to word it. So there was an appearance one and an actual one. And yeah, it was another one, freezing cold. The Hollywood's not as warm as you think. Yeah. But um, that is probably my biggest movie. Definitely the one that sort of affects everything the most and very small role. I think one, maybe two shots. Still like, iconic really though. Even, even when I saw that, I, it freaked me out and I didn't even know that was you. I don't think I knew you yet. I knew you. Uh, what year was that? 2013, 2014. Yeah, Made yeah. in 2012, I think, but came out 2013. That's so crazy. Yeah. And the VHS series is still going. It's up to. And he still works now. on it, right? Simon. He did the either the newest one or the one before the newest one. One of the segments was directed by him, a zombie in a sort of funeral parlor. Reach like back the, out to him. Get him. Get us in there. Yeah, yeah, I, I should. Um, I'm still in good terms with him. I see him around. At uh, he goes to Egyptian fairly regularly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've met him there. Yeah, he's a really good guy. His, uh, you know how Criterion does that? They bring people in, pick your five favorite or whatever. Yeah, his one of that is really good. Oh, the closet Check picks. That. Closet picks. Yeah, closet he was on picks. that. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. That he up did right a now. really good one. He picked a Bruno Matai movie. I remember that. I forget the title of. Call oh, Giamatti you know what? That might that. not have been Criterion. That might have been another company, Arrow or something. But it was a very similar, uh, very similar setup. Because I don't think Criterion would release this particular movie. Oh wait, maybe um, this is this is the the Severin seller. Yeah, Severin seller. Severin seller. Yeah. That's what he did. So not Criterion. Yeah, this was um, seven months ago. Yeah, so not, yeah, pretty recent. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we did that. And uh, that one was, that image was used on like the promotional material for it. Like it was sort of like going around online and um, uh, with the date, like like available whatever day it came out was sort of on the image. Right. Um, so let's see here. We were talking about newfound glory and the trauma video a little bit. Yeah. And then you showed me some, and I had it mixed up with the Moby video. The Moby that also video used uh, trauma, um, which that Moby song was not big, but he was huge at the time. Yeah. And that one was big maybe then, but not, it's kind of not as known now. And the newfound glory one Head on collision. Turns out I hadn't actually seen. I thought I did because I had mixed oh, really? them up, but I hadn't seen that one. It's legendary. So, yeah, that was when Troma was doing stuff with like Warped Tour and everything like that. So that's probably how they all kind of. I didn't even realize that until you said that, that yeah. they, were, they were literally traveled with Warped Tour. And that was kind of a rebranding to a more punkish kind of uh, thing. But there's no way Lloyd was going out there, right? Yeah, he was. He was going. Yeah. How did he? The whole tour? Well, not the whole tour, I don't think, but they had a booth. It was a booth. They had a booth at the Warp Tour. That's so crazy. Yeah, and like an area, like a viewing area. Yeah. So, it's just insane. Yeah. And you were saying, obviously, 
Newfound Glory did the Poultry Guy soundtrack. Yeah, under a different name. How many songs uh, did they do? The whole thing, or like it was? Oh, I don't, I bunch. don't know. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know how many. But the, yeah, the I don't know. Great. I don't know if they did those. Uh, th- see, I don't know if they did those main songs. Poultry like, Geist. They might have. I don't. It was, but they they had songs in it. Yeah, that's what. And there's also Count Smokula songs which are cut out, which I'm still kind of annoyed by. But they are available on YouTube. Right. Um, those songs. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, they were under the name Calamari Safari. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Your Poultry Guys performance is still like one of my That's favorites. Still, I still get people talking about that. So funny. And it's funny because it's right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So if you if you gave up on that movie, turned it off or whatever, you saw me. That might be the <laughs> best might scene be of the movie. Why though. people turn it off? Yeah. It really is. It's funny. Well, thank you. That was a, a blast to make. One of the best trauma deaths. It's always in those top ten lists. I think it's one of the best trauma films. Yeah. I love it. It's it's a little too long, but besides that, like there's so much good stuff in there. And his movies got even longer. I know. Like the next couple, like the one you're in is uh, like Kill Bill divided into two. Yeah. And he claims that Tarantino is the one that suggested that. I don't. I doubt that. that. Yeah. I don't know about (laughs) that. Maybe he said that it like randomly at a, you know. For press purposes. At a film thing where people kind of end up bumping into each other. But I don't know why he'd say that. I think he's. I think if he said it, he said it generally in some article that filmmakers could do that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And supposedly Takashi Miike said to make Poltergeist <laughs> a, a musical too. I don't buy that either. All right. I don't think Takashi Miike uh, speaks English actually. Hilarious. So <laughs> if he said it, he didn't say it exactly that way. But um, yeah, I just wanted to, anybody that's listening this far is going to get a little tidbit. Um, my music's almost finished. It is, it is finished with Auden Court my new band and we're going to be doing some music videos and I might use you. Nice. We'll have to see. We'll have to figure it out. If it's not in this first run, I, I want to do that with you. Awesome. I can't wait. I think, I think we definitely should and we should do some. Funny- I love making music videos. I, I want to make something crazy like the head on collision video. I want to yeah, do something fun. Like that's that. a fun video. Yeah. Um, do some B movie stuff. And I've always found music videos uh, to be, an interesting way to make slightly more commercial kind of experimental films and stuff. Right. And you could do it on a low budget. You oh know? yeah. And just have really fun low. with it. And it's like, nobody yeah. can tell you anything. It's you're just guerrilla filmmaking. And, and, making uh, and your music definitely fits kind of a gorilla yeah. feel. So yeah, I'm up for it. Totally up for it. Speaking of gorillas, I even thought of, <laughs> there was this really legendary funny video that my, my sister's friend, Lauren's brother did like in pff, probably 2006 where he literally rented like a gorilla suit and went into Mighty Taco and started jumping <laughs> on the tables. For those of you who don't know, Mighty Taco is a Buffalo specific uh, yeah. taco place. <laughs> he literally went in and then the video, like I, I wouldn't say it went viral, but I got a lot of views. Like he went in and just jumped on tables and started throwing shit and then ran out. That is awesome. And they got it on video. Super funny. Yeah, it was on YouTube. They that took is it. Awesome. it. It hasn't been on there in like at least a I decade. love the old Mighty Taco commercials where they do the upside down mouth thing. Like they put eyes yeah. on their chin and do the up, the suit, the rest of their head. I don't think I remember and they, that. They, uh, th- that type of character you'll see in other things. This upside down mouth like puppet thing. When was that? But 80s. Oh, okay. 80s, early 90s. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago. And, but they sing that song, Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco. And it's like overemphasizing the world and the the mouth goes all weird. Yeah. And you'd see this um, really late at night, like 
at the time David Letterman was on pretty late, like um, yeah. uh, past midnight, old movies, that kind of thing. And this this commercial would come on. And, and another Buffalo commercial was the one for Nietzsche's, the, uh, the bar music area, uh-huh. had a fly at the end. Like a plastic fly that it would zoom in on and it'll go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which I, I always liked that too. You remember the the oh no Mr. Bill? Oh I loved Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill! Oh no so I good. remember do you remember the silent movie theater? Were you out here early enough for that? Cinefamily? Cinefamily, yes. Yeah. Cinefamily would play just sort of random clips before movies. That's where I saw the Goosebumps marathon. Oh, cool, cool. And um I've seen a lot of crazy things there. Uh, and I'm sure you of, have. <laughs> one of the things that they put up was this uh, Mr. Bill Christmas special. Oh, shit. And all I remember is uh, Father Guido Sarducci drops by, and I remember he couldn't fit in the house because, like, Mr. Bill's, like, small, and Father yeah. Guido Sarducci is normal size. A little clay figure. And he... <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill's voice alike. Oh boy, it's Father Guido Sarducci. And it's like this oh, is the most Arby. The, the similar voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh I remember this being the like this is the most ridiculous thing anyone's ever made. This this Mr. Bill's show. Oh, Arby, I wanna fuck your fanny. <laughs> that was an impossible. I wanna line. fuck your fanny, Arby. <laughs> fuck. And Arby's in VHS one. No way. Yeah, he's an actor. In oh, it. you did tell yeah, me this like last yeah. week. And I was like, what? He's in VHS one. And I remember knowing so many people in VHS one, knowing it was kind of inevitable. I'd run into a be in a VHS movie. Is it him in like the motel scene with the girl that like, gets her face like cut in two I or whatever? I don't think he's in that one. It's been remember, so man. long since I've seen it. Yeah. I know his character's got like some na- weasel or something like that. <laughs> If you look it up on IMDb, it's got it's got like a a blunt name like that. He had such a weird um, role, a lot of weird roles like that. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of fun. And he is, was on a children's show, like a PBS thing, as a zebra. I remember that when what? he got right after Poultry Guys, and he wrote a book, uh, like some type of haunted house book, and he's on a convention tour for that that book that the rocks. last year or so. Um, so every once in a while, I get a text from a friend or something. I met Jason Yushannon at a at a, a thing, and he um, signed my poultry guy. So I'm like, oh wow, that's cool. And it's because he he's on tour for that book. Would he do this podcast? You think? I I can't speak for him, but I'd say yes. That would be an awesome get. Yeah, write him on whatever you got. Those are the people I need to seek Facebook out. Facebook or Instagram or what have you. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's so good in poultry guys too. Look up his thing. It probably has contact info beyond, uh, on beyond social media. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a fun podcast. Do you have anything else to plug or I've plugged all my holes. Uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> plugged all my upcoming plugs. Well, we'll have you on here more. We'll just, uh, always come up with some stuff to talk awesome. about. I just want to do more episodes like this with my friends. I always um, love being on your podcasts and, um, that we know each other helps. And, also, we got such a similar background. You grew up um, pretty near. Where were you from? I'm from Lewiston. I was born in North Buffalo on Parker. Okay. I lived there until 98, and then I moved to Williamsville, and that's where I grew up. So Williamsville. Okay, so you're you're within that same. You're not getting way out like 
Dunkirk or one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lewiston's on what a lot of people consider the edge of where they a lot of people are like, that's not Buffalo. That's what I consider it Buffalo. It's far as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I consider it Buffalo. But um our park's a great venue, but that, that place is freaking hard to get out of. Yeah, oh yeah. And I've been down there not to see a concert, but just happened to go into town to grab something at on the nights that there was a concert. It's like, yeah. oh shit. I last, shouldn't have picked tonight. The last show I think I saw there was MGMT or management or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, that was like, that was 2013. Yeah. So yeah, long and I love that band. Um, so good. Yeah. That do, 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 do. Time to pretend. Yeah. Uh, the, the children, whatever that song was. Um, Shock me like an electric. Eel. Yeah. Electric eels. The other big one. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, uh, that it, Lewis, you know what they didn't used to, when I was a kid, they didn't used to have big bands like that. And then it became like this awesome venue. My friend from uh, high school's uh, bar there with the brickyard really caught on. Yeah. Like everything around there really got awesome. But yeah, so we had that mutual connection. And then we also ended up living. If I really wanted to, I could walk to your place. It's a long walk, but I've done it. I've walked to the mall and you're basically the mall. I've walked to the library. Oh, um, for here, you mean? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you're not it's walking a, from Lewiston to no, Williamsville. No, no, Fuck no. That, especially in the snow. Fuck they used that. to in the old days. I used to have to walk to Williamsville in the snow. Yeah. No, it's, um, but yeah, here, but it, like what? Two miles. I'd say. How long would that take you? Like 45 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe an hour and a half. If I like, I'm doing stuff on my phone while I'm walking or whatever. That'd be a very boring walk. I feel like I've done it though. Yeah. I've done it. You know, I've walked from the library to my place. I know that. And you're basically, uh, wow. near the library. Yeah. So yeah. And that took you, that took an hour or an hour and a half. You said about an hour, I think. Yeah. Uh, pretty long walk. Yeah. But you know what? I walk all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I've ended up over here and then saw a movie or whatever. Yeah. Now we yeah. love going to the movies. Yeah. What's uh we'll close it on that. What's what's coming out that we want to see? I want to see uh stop motion. Oh yeah. Yes. You I think I don't I think you were the one that mentioned that last week or whatever, and then somebody else texted me like yesterday and was like, Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen the trailer for this? And I was like, No. I have not seen a trailer. I've seen the poster. Same. I'm gonna wait. I um I saw it go by on Facebook and stuff, people raving about it. What is it? It's a stop motion character comes to life. Either I, I don't know much about it other than it's a stop motion like killer, whether it's real or in the so kid's it's mind. Yeah, it's yeah. horror. Oh, fuck it's horror. yeah, dude. And uh, just came out this weekend at AMC. So it's like oh, one it's of those out? ones. Yeah. Oh. It's one of those ones that um, I didn't see a trailer before the other movies and stuff. Normally they're pretty good at doing that. Uh-huh. But I think I'm just going to go in cold, uh, which I'm. I do. I'm not afraid of that. I go in cold of like, if this looks interesting or even if I'm just that bored, I um, go see something I haven't seen. Let's see where it's playing. Oh, stop motion at the eight. It's at 745 tonight. Want to do it? Kind of. All right. Let's, do you have to get up? Or, oh, wait. That I miss. You were running a marathon and I thought it was uh, tomorrow, but it was actually no. St. Patrick's Day. I was going to run 16 miles today because I ran 14 last week. And I just underestimated the time that I started. It was like probably right around 10 and it just got too hot. So I just ran 10. You know uh, what? I've never ran 10 miles. It's fucking I've it's, ran it's eight hard, mile. man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. The, the thing I fucked up again and literally last the last time with the 14 miles, I fucking I'm wearing the wrong underwear. Wearing you cotton. wear the underwear from vhs2 you cannot run fucking long if you are wearing cotton underwear it starts to f- hurt so bad does it chafe that's what it is I oh mean, 
when you get to like 14 miles, I mean, it takes a bit. Once you get to like the half marathon, you really feel it and your shit they gets raw. They spell special underwear, special everything for running. Yeah, special I know. Socks. I just fucked up. Get it, it before the real thing. It's more of the heat, though. Yeah. When I get too like heat exhausted, it just should put that powder on your balls. Yeah, that helps. Does it? They don't stick to your leg. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I got. I'll see if on I your, can finish. on your nuts. Yeah, on my nutties. Yeah, <laughs> but I I should figure this late into the podcast. Anyone who's made it this far, this yeah. is where it actually begins. They appreciate our fucking fucked up humor. Yeah. Um. I was playing it nice in the beginning, avoiding the bad words. Right. Now, now overdo them. Yeah, who cares? Um, but yeah, so we're going to see that. And then uh, I have advanced screening tickets to see the new Mad Max Furiosa oh, on, wow. on Wednesday. I guess that, I didn't know that was coming out so soon. Wow. Yeah, well, it's coming out in April, so it's not super. Still soon. Sooner yeah. than I thought. Yeah. Um, but then I'm excited for Love Lies Bleeding. I had... Uh, tried to get tickets for that at the Egyptian with Kristen Stewart and like everyone there, Rose Glass. And dude, I I saw it less than a minute after they posted it, and I was like eighteen hundredth in line. And wow. I would have actually got a ticket because I saw multiple of my friends that got in there after me got tickets. But for some weird fucking reason, it, it refreshed the page on me when I was at like a hundred fifteen or something. So it was almost my turn. And it bumped me back to like 2300 And I'm like, huh. great. Well, I'm obviously not getting tickets. And yeah, everyone got it. But Damn. That's, that, for me, that's the March release. I don't that's know. coming out for regular theaters, though, so you'll have no problem seeing it. Yeah. I mean, it would have been cool. Like, it's cool to see it with all of them there, but you'll still see it. And then I want to give a quick plug. My buddy Jim from Cinematic Void is honestly showing a fucking fuckload of great movies in March. But he's doing Vice Squad on March eighth at the Egyptian. Wings Hauser is going to be there, nice. and another one of the actors, Gary, is going to be there. I forgot his last name. Not Gary Sherman, the director. Apparently, they have like he had like a falling out with Wings Hauser, believe it or not. Hmm. And that sucks because I love Gary and I wish he was coming. That would be cool. But I'm uh, surprised a falling out that it, if it happened back then is still like actively falling out this many years. I, I just later. all I know is they didn't get along around then or after i don't even know but that just sucks cause... like you hear about falling outs between directors and certain actors especially famous ones yeah but they usually make amends uh, a few years later and sometimes it's over there both their careers both do all right and they're like okay right this guy actually wasn't as full of shit as i thought or whatever gary gary's a great guy he did the podcast in the oh, cool. er, in its early inception we talked about poltergeist three talked about dead meat or death line i love dead meat and we talked about what's the, oh dead and buried with uh robert england the um sort of lovecraft based one yeah i think so. yeah yeah um, he had a great career but yeah he was fun um and then yeah so dead he, and yeah yeah i know yeah i love the look of the zombies in dead meat oh yeah like they're they're definitely a cool they don't look like the traditional zombies they're like a different style and you get that hilarious um, donald pleasant's performance yeah it's wonderful yeah. um but yeah jim's doing he's doing a whole month of march that's called mom and mom and son march and it's literally all mommies and their sons what so, was that movie we watched it here at your place uh -huh. i think you saw it there butcher baker nightmare Maker. yes yes that's a good mother-son movie so i probably shouldn't say this but he is planning on showing that soon and that's because okay sin 
Severin, I think, is putting it out. And I have the code red Blu-ray, but they're putting it out again with like Severin. So wow. eventually he's going to show it whenever that happens. I don't know when, but um, yeah, he's showing. Um, yeah, that fucking movie's great, by the way. Butcher, oh, I loved it. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Find it. Watch it. You'll love it. It's so good. It is so not PC for today. And it's fucking great. <laughs> it was a crazy movie. Absolutely. That cop character is so mean. I'm at the point where like one of my friends, especially, you know, crazy movies, yeah. but like every once in a while, someone's like, I saw a crazy movie and it turns out it's like Dawn of the Dead or something. Right. Excellent movie. But it's like when, when someone like recommends a movie, it's like, okay. Uh, the one I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, the, uh, the corn shucker, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a movie I had not heard of where it's like all right you recommended one i hadn't seen you put it on and it was like that did not play and now it's been a while i don't quite remember it all but it's like that didn't play out the way i expected to that was a really wild movie oh yeah um well yes yeah, so i was gonna say jim is showing fuck what are the movies alice doesn't live here anymore the martin scorsese movie with ellen bernstein that she won the academy award for Murmur of the Heart, really good film. Um, it's like 71. Uh, he's showing The Shining is the last one, which he's not going to be present for. He's going to be out of town. And the other one is... I don't know. Uh, I forgot. But it is another good you'll one. You'll find out. It was another good one. Yeah, you'll find out when they play it. But, uh Yeah. So I got definitely, definitely come to Cinematic Void in March because there's five great movies being shown. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do they do double features or or one at a time? He just does one. Gotcha. Well, just... no, he did the he did the Sergio Martino double at the Egyptian. It seems like I've seen double features hosted by him. I'm not sure if it was under that banner. No, he does it. Um, he does do them. If he does it, it's at the Egyptian though. He's never done that really at the Los Feliz. Oh, as far, as far okay. As yeah, concerned. and that was at the Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. He does a lot more. Like Los Feliz is like every week. Yeah. Do you say Los Feliz or Los Feliz? Say Los Feliz. Yeah, everyone says I've never been corrected, but doesn't mean I'm not wrong. I think it's Los Feliz is like the real term. Yeah. But who the hell calls it that? I don't. It's crazy. Uh, but um, I don't have the energy. I know <laughs> that I have loved that area. That's like a cool. Oh, it's great. Hotbed of talent. And it's stuff. great, especially when you see a movie there. Every every week we've been going to the Ye Rustic Inn. The Rustic is like a just dive bar. I mean, it's not, it's not even a dive bar. That's a stretch. But it's like they got like bar food. It's just uh, a bar setting. Got fun like couches. I went there once for a friend's uh, birthday party. Yeah, it's like I remember fun. that. Yeah, it's it's there. I'm gonna be honest. They're a little overpriced, but I I like it there. And we, well, we, we live in a very overpriced uh, city yeah. as well as an overpriced world. Yeah, fuck it. it's insane. Point. Yeah, but yeah. So that's walking distance. There's a place across the theater called House of Pies, which is awesome. That that place rocks. Um, there's a nice burger place next door called Gold Burger or Gold Belly. They got good burgers. You go up to the window. It's good burger, like uh, it's not Keenan good Cal- burger. No, it's like gold, <laughs> gold burger, or gold belly. It's one of them. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's a fun area. And oh, then you get Fred sixty two, the vegan diner. Yeah, and I haven't been there in years. I went there when I first moved out here with uh, yeah. somebody, and I went there twice. And maybe it's just a little bit out of the way to everywhere I've lived yeah. in L.A. But um, I gotta remember it exists to like invite people to go there because it's like i've been not that i don't love the area we live in yeah. but i've been everywhere here 
right. a thousand times right. because it's all walking distance. Totally. Been there a thousand times. I got to go to, oh, Fred 62. I should take that drive or bus ride or whatever yeah. and, and, and just go there instead. Right. You know? Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's do another podcast soon and we'll yep. have a whole nother grouping of slew questions of movies, and slew of whatever movies, yeah. answers <laughs> yeah but yeah hopefully and everyone out enjoyed. there keep pumping out movies that they're needed yeah get the your friends needs. together who cares how much money you have just fucking go out there and do it weird movies cheap movies good movies bad movies make make films for film festivals too whatever wherever you live make them for your local film festivals get your buddies together and just do it and do honestly it. horror is one of the most successful ones you could do just have fun with it and that's something that I really miss, and I'm just going to announce it now. I'm definitely going to be coming back to directing this year. Haven't put a film out since Condemned with you, Condemned with You All, which was 2016. One of my favorites. Which you love it. A lot of people do, and like even I like it. I revisit that quite often, like at least once a year or two. Like I like it. It's bad. I but... like it. Oh, and speaking of music videos, what? There's a Vokills music video kind of part of that movie. You're right. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's why he kind of came. He wanted to get a free video out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a um, party scene that turns into his uh, music video, which I loved. I loved the, which that. Which is so funny. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And that's kind of an eighties thing. Like, uh, um, that the party scene turns into a music video for a band. It's a like Pee Wee's Big Adventure with Twisted Sister. And Mac and me with that, uh, that musical McDonald's number. Okay, I don't yeah. remember that, but I, I love the scene where the kid falls in the water with the wheelchair. <laughs> the the Paul Rudd uh, scene, I think, or is that falling off a cliff or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so good. But yeah, that uh, that that was an '80s trend for a while. Oftentimes, a band that wasn't known other than that. Or what about well, Ace Ventura with Cannibal Corpse? Cannibal Corpse was definitely known other, but that wasn't that didn't turn into a full music video. That yeah. was sort of just a uh, cameo. I'm just thinking of legendary um, ones, and they were from uh, Buffalo cannibal corpse they were and then they moved to florida yeah which all death metal kind of was hot like came out of florida yeah um kind of true but uh yeah the hammer smashed face was the song that's a funny ass scene yeah oh yeah and then he goes down in the basement yeah with that uh, and stuff that guy that he goes in the basement with is the guy from student bodies really that says sometimes melvert p red wow while we were doing this podcast, uh, some sad news. Um, the actor from Good Time that uh, – remember, did you see Good Time? The um, Safdie Brothers Safdie one? Brothers one. So yeah. the guy that gets mixed up with his brother, which is Benny Safdie, yeah. when Robert Pattinson goes to to basically retrieve him from the hospital – because he's like arrested or whatever. He gets the wrong guy for a little while. He right? gets the Is wrong that, okay. guy, and yeah, that wrong guy just died. Oh man, that's a really good movie, outstanding movie. He's a great actor too. I didn't know um, he's done several of their movies. I didn't know that. Yeah. But he's fantastic. And I got to look up who he is, but I remember really liking that movie. I had it open, but let me look. It'd be disrespectful not to say. So let's do that. So Good Time, which by the way, I'm sure a lot of you haven't seen Good Time. And that is the precursor to Uncut Gems. My yeah. God, it's almost nearly as good. I mean, I love that movie so much. I love both of those. I love their earlier stuff, too, that it's very indie. So the guy's but, name uh, is Buddy Duress. And yeah, he, you know what? He was in Heaven Knows What, which that's an earlier Safety Brothers. I just watched that. Didn't know that was him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, maybe I did know that. I'm just being stupid. 
But uh, yeah, great actor. He was in Funny Pages. That was decent. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I wonder what happened. That's a bummer. We keep losing a lot of cool people, man. Yeah. But uh, Oscars are coming up. You watching that bullshit? Probably not. I haven't watched for the last few years. Yeah. I I try to see all the movies. I like the movies. Um, I like the show too. The Oscars. I just I've come that I don't have time for it. Yeah. Um, I just read read the list, and I don't really care who wins. I don't get all emotionally involved and all that. I do like going through because sometimes it shines a flashlight to some ones I probably would have skipped or not seen. Right. I like to sort of check them all off that I've seen them, but um. For the most part, I kind of don't care anymore. No, for sure. Well, that's a great place to end it. This was <laughs> fucking. Right. This was fun. Uh, All right. Thanks for thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we'll do this All right. Again anytime. Soon. Anytime. Literally, let's just keep doing it. I love doing it. All right. Um. Yeah. Follow John Carry. Is it Carius? K A R Y U S. It's Carius. Carius. I know. I'm just kidding. Carius. I'm just kidding. Uh. K A R Y U S. On, on Instagram. Instagram, and are you? Do you have a Facebook page? I have a Facebook fan page. Yeah. I have my regular Facebook too that I add most. If if it's not a bot, spam him on Facebook with all your. Oh bullshit. no! No more spam. No more spam. Yeah. Oh, too late. All right. Follow him on Instagram though, for sure. Thanks for listening. All right. See you guys. Bye bye. Bye.
lightly.